Welcome to the Small Business Surgeon Podcast, the show where we dissect the businesses of top producers, examine their growth strategies, and share with you the bare bones of their success. I am your host, Samuel Smith, and I'm glad you're here. Let's operate. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to this week's episode of Friday Fire. That's right, it is Friday, March 4th, 2022. March 4th is always a funny one. It makes me think of walk forward. But uh, anyway, I am Sam, the small business surgeon, and this is Friday Fire. Um, for those of you just discovering the show, we have uh, full-length interviews on Mondays with entrepreneurs, authors, CEOs, and uh, other people from around the business world. And then a new show that we're trying to get rolled out this next week is going to be uh, Sam and Kyle See What's Up, which is where I take my most valuable little production assistant, whom I love very much. He is, uh, what, 22, 23 years old. He has a completely different outlook on the world. And uh, we're going to cruise through some news and current event articles together once a week. And I'll give my input and he will give his. And we'll get the, uh, we'll get the sides from my generation and the sides from Kyle's generation. And uh, it should be a fun little thing because it's a show that I've wanted to add for a minute now um, because this is primarily a business-based podcast. But um, with what's going on in world affairs right now, there's not really... Uh, you know, since COVID and everything happened in America, um, if, if we don't pay attention to this kind of stuff and discuss it and have open dialogue and hear all different arguments and all different opinions, then we'll never get to the other side of it. And um, you can't have business uh, if you don't have a society. So I would like to, uh, to start weighing in on that. So that will be coming up Wednesdays. That will kick off uh, this next week. And then today, Fridays, we have Friday Fire. And uh, I either monologue a little bit about a lesson I've learned during a week or a business situation that one of my clients faced or something like that I want to share with you guys. And uh, that's what I'm going to do today. Before I share it, if you like this show, if it makes you laugh, if it makes you think, if you get any joy out of it whatsoever, do me a favor and share the show. Uh, there's no fee for the show. It's completely free. It's me giving back to the universe for, honestly, for uh, for some of the successes that I've got to enjoy from the lessons that I've learned. And I love to do it. So this is where I get my joy from. So if it brings you any joy, please do us a favor. Give it a share. Tell a friend about it. And uh, if you're feeling froggy, jump over to iTunes and leave us a review because those reviews do drive our rankings. Anyway, enough of begging for shit. I am going to get straight into this episode. Just a short one today. I want to give you guys a short message of encouragement. Um, because again, there's a lot of shit going on in the world, be it at home, be it abroad. Life just doesn't fucking get any easier, right? I'm going to tell you that again. I know this is a message of encouragement, but life doesn't get any easier. This shit doesn't end, guys. Like, you could get to 65 years old, stay in the same job, do the same fucking thing, and still wonder why you're broke every Thursday waiting for your paycheck on Friday. It doesn't end. As an entrepreneur, it doesn't end. Right? Employees are going to quit. Customers are going to motherfuck you. They'll leave you a bad review for no reason. Um, your marketing campaigns aren't going to work. Your fucking sales team is not always going to follow up. Right? It, it doesn't end this shit. You've got to go every single day and fight it to win. And winning isn't pretty at all. Like, holding the trophy up, that bit, that's winning. 
but the real work that it takes to win isn't done on the fucking playing field. It's done on the practice field. And what's the practice field? It's hot, it's sweaty, it's hard. It could be cold and windy and rainy and hard and muddy. And then you bang your head and you bleed. And, like, that's where winning happens. Think of this as you are going to spend 95% of your business life on the practice field doing those drills every day doing those routines every single day getting in those extra shots after everybody else has left for the day because the problems never fucking end now here's the encouragement think about an airplane for a second and that's a funny word because Americans say airplane and uh, Europeans say aeroplane. So I, I, I keep thinking it's aeroplane and I'm trying to talk to everybody. But think of an airplane for a second. And when you think of a nice little Cessna, right? What does a Cessna need to take off? Ultimately, it needs resistance. It needs wind. It needs a headwind. It needs something to push against. It needs something that's slowing it down, that's challenging it. And the energy and the focus of the airplane's engine pulls it forward through that challenge. And conquering the challenge gives the airplane lift and it fucking flies. Right? Smooth seas never made a skilled sailor. Sure. Okay, this shit does end. I'm not, I'm not going to keep spinning it out. It gets a lot easier. It gets a lot easier. You get better at it. The problems are still going to arise, and I'll talk you through some of that in a minute. But skilled seas, skilled sailors come from riding out storms. You can sail from one side of the lake to the other time and time again, but until you've sailed through a couple of storms, you don't know how big your balls are. It's the same that I've referred to before. You... You can't be an anvil to forge a business and to forge other men and to forge your employees. You can't be that anvil and be that fucking leader that you want to be until you've been through the fire. You can't be a great sailor until you've been through a storm. You cannot be a good fucking businessman until you've failed a few times. This is where the encouragement is coming from, from me to you. The shit does not end. You get better at it. Now, let me give you some practical examples of how I'm fucking better than you because of how many times I fuck shit up. Okay? First example. I'm going to give you this example. Um, Let's say you're running a business and there's shit everywhere and one of your employees quits. No notice. Just picks up, says, fuck it, I'm done. The reason I'm teaching from this example is because we had a very valued employee unexpectedly leave this week. Now, um, there was a family involved and they have moved and relocated to another city for another job. Um, It wasn't my employee's job, but the employee had to relocate. So yeah, no problem. I'm quite devastated personally at the loss of this employee. Um, They'd been with us a couple of years and and were, were developing well and somebody that we'd put a lot of energy into into building up their their assets and their skill sets and to a lot of you a key employee walking out for whatever reason is a major issue 
the reason I'm better than you at this is because key employees of mine have walked out plenty of times. <laughs> and not, not necessarily walked out, but, you know, um, most of the times when somebody leaves my employment now, it's a lot different from how it used to be. Um, you know, because I'm, I'm a much better manager now and I'm much, um, I, I revolve my businesses around the needs and the goals of my, my employees. So it's a little bit different. But the majority of business owners that fail to break the, you know, let's say million dollar a year revenue mark, one of the main reasons they fail to do that is because they keep most of their shit in their head and they do all the processes themselves and they don't empower employees to actually like use their own initiative and take care of shit and 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 like the owner becomes the bottleneck and they slow everything down and then when that employee leaves now it's like oh fuck employees they're useless i'll do it myself and the owner ends up taking back a lot of those responsibilities of that employee and not really ever replacing or training someone and it just it makes this fucking little loop that you get stuck in. But when my employee left this week, again, as as, as devastating as it was from a personal perspective, because I have a, a lot of uh, respect for this particular employee. They were very good, and they'd come along very, very well in their training and stuff. It's not a crisis for the company. Because at one point, as her position evolved... We stopped what we were doing, and from maybe last week, maybe two weeks ago, I forget which Friday fire I talked about it, but I had gone through and done the do it, document it, delegate it. I had been through and done that. So her entire job and all the roles that she fulfilled for us had already been documented and turned into fucking process trees, like little spreadsheet, spreadsheets that have flowcharts and shit in them. Like, I don't make them, but my girls do, all right? I know what they look like. <laughs> Damn it, Kyle. All right, I'm going to be in trouble for not knowing how to make the process trees that we run our business off. I just tell them what bits I want where. But anyway, um, the fact that we have that process tree means that the employee that, well, first off, um, like the critical tasks that that employee did just got divided up amongst my other employees and said, here, grab a sheet of paper and do what's on the paper. And they just, they, they folded it in to their day. They stepped up. But the replacement employee that will come in will be given these processes and procedures and trained on them and will slide right into the hole that was left. So back to my example, the shit doesn't end. I just had an employee quit. The difference is, I'm better at this than you because I took the time to document all my employee tasks, have standard operating procedures, and that employee leaving was able to be replaced very, very quickly because all the training and all the stuff that was relevant to a job role had already been written out and committed to because it's not in my head anymore, okay? So when an employee quits at your business, Oh my God, the fucking sky's falling. What am I going to do? This project's due. This needs done. This needs done. Oh no. But when an employee quits up my business, the tasks are already documented and they just get reassigned amongst other capable employees. So we have the same problem, you and I. 
but it's not a problem to me and I just coast right on over it because I've been through that storm before and I was able to prepare my boat a little better. So another example, employee discipline. There's something else I had to run into this week. So I used to learn, uh, sorry, I used to manage by authority. Um, that was because I learned uh, my, my first real dealings with authority. I think I was maybe 13 or 14 and I joined the, uh, the air cadets, the RAF little uh, air corps there for, for high school kids. And I had a, a corporal that shouted at me and a sergeant that shouted at me. And then every fucking job I had, I had a supervisor that shouted at me and a manager that shouted at me because they were like low-level jobs. I was literally, one of my first uh, jobs was washing dishes. Uh, another job I had was sh actually shoveling horse shit. Um, you know, I, I got a construction contract at some stables when I was 17 or 18, I don't remember, for, for day labour, and I had to show up and shovel horse shit out of freaking 30-odd stables they were all renovating. So I've done like the bad stuff and every time I had a shitty job I was told what to do and told not to question it go and fucking shovel that horse shit out of there and put it in a pile over there yes boss that was it there was no why we shoveling horse shit there was no this would be far more efficient if we had three different wheelbarrows and six people pushing and no there was none of that it was like you shovel that shit put it in that pile done so when most of us have learned like that, and we've come from manual labor jobs, manual labor backgrounds, let's just say, for example, you've got your own roofing company now and you started out by putting on roofs. Well, how did you learn to follow commands? You didn't. You followed orders. You were told what to do. Right? So in, especially in a blue-collar world, when we come to being business owners of blue-collar companies, our experience inside of those companies is, is from a position of being told what to do. So when I have a disciplinary issue, the old me would have shouted at the employee, do their fucking job. It's not difficult. Shovel the shit in the wheelbarrow, push it over there, stupid. You're trying to run a business from a position of authority that is only existing because you say it exists the only reason that your authority exists at your business is because you're the one that put the money in the door and you're the one that shouts the loudest whereas now i manage from a position of power i have a power over my employees that comes from them sitting with me at the beginning and uh, some of my older employees were there when we, when we defined these and set these up. And my newer employees, they go, they go through it at the job interview. But we sat down at the beginning and we went over the company's mission and the company's core values. And whether it's at the interview or whether it was, was done uh, when we established these core values, every single employee nodded along and agreed, hey, that's a core value that I can get along with. So for, for y'all that are just now discovering the show, um, our first core value is always leave every conversation, every client, everything, everything. Always leave it better than you found it, okay? Our second core value is show up on time and do what you say you're going to do. So that core value is called be reliable. Yeah, so I'm going down the list of these core values, and um, we only have six of them now. But we're going down the list of these core values and the employees are nodding along. What that does when a disciplinary situation arises is give me 
the, the, the power over the employees that they themselves have agreed to be governed by. It's so easy. When we go down the list of core values and I say, look, Dave, core value number two, mate, be reliable. Do what you say you're going to do when you say you're going to do it. Did you do that? No. All right. So what can we learn from this? Are we going to do it again? But it's so easy to discipline when the discipline is something that they have already agreed to. They've already said, hey, this is our core values. These are my core values. I'm going to have these core values through permeate through my fucking existence within this company. Because that's, that's the only way they're going to get a job. If you don't align with my core values and my business's core values, you're not going to come fucking work for me. Like, we spend so much time together. Like, I see my employees more than I see my fucking kids. You know, like, we, we spend a lot of time together. So think about it. If you don't have those solid core values in place, it's just going to be a mishmash of clusterfuck. I think I should coin that phrase. Um, anyway, you, you're trying to discipline from a place of authority, shouting at people, and they're trying to get their point of view across as to why they were late or what the fuck happened. Or It doesn't matter. If you've got the core values there, you're, you're governing your business by a, a, an authority of power that was given to you by the employees when they fucking agreed to come work for you and to operate by your core values. So, again, you and I have the same problems in our business, yeah? Employees need discipline. But my disciplinary problems are so much simpler to solve because I'm better at it than you because I fucked it up previously and had to go and learn how. And my job now is talking on this podcast in the fucking hope that some of you pick this up and you go, you know what? I'm going to implement that. You know what? I need to read a little bit more about core values. You know what? I'm going to jump on Instagram and DM Sam at, at small business surgeon and ask him if he's got any good resources for this. And uh, the best resource I know for core values, by the way, is a book called Unfuck Your Business by uh, Thomas Keenan. But I digress. We have the same problems. This shit doesn't end. The airplane cannot fucking take off unless it has a headwind. Unless it's fighting. Unless there's a resistance. Unless there's something for it to push against. The problems never go away. The resistance never goes away. You just get better at flying the airplane. You get better at sailing the ship. And so what used to be big problems become very, very manageable, very small problems that you can just fly right on over and sail right across and life gets easier. The problems are the same. You just get better at dealing with them, guys. All right, that's it from me. You'll have a banging fucking weekend. Um, it's going to be a great week. I've got some massive news dropping here soon. We are uh, tied up in some legal contracts that are uh, that we're paying to have written. Um, 
But as soon as they're done, I've got some major announcements to make regarding uh, the small business surgeon itself. And um, yeah, some really, really huge things coming down the pipe. So I'm excited to share those with you probably uh, later next week. Um, tune in on Wednesday for the first ever rundown of uh, Sam and Kyle See What's Up. And we do have a podcast guest Monday. And damn it, if I haven't forgotten who it is... Um, <clears throat> The guys put a podcast schedule on my calendar, and I am not near my calendar. So, uh, But tune in Monday, because it will be a great guest. And, uh, man, the quality of the guests I keep getting is just going up and up and up and up. This podcast is getting recognized. And for that, ladies and gentlemen, I sincerely thank you. Thank you for the reviews. Thank you for the shares. Thank you for listening. And uh, I'll see you guys Monday. Have a great weekend. Stay safe. This has been the Small Business Surgeon Podcast. If you've made it this far, you clearly like it. So go on iTunes and leave us a five-star review. This helps people find the show and spread the good word. Share with friends and follow us at Small Business Surgeon on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you for your follow-up next week. The Small Business Surgeon was recorded at Texas Media Foundry in historic downtown Bryan, Texas. Check them out at txfoundry.com or on social media at txfoundry. Thanks for tuning in.